All right, welcome back to another episode of the Stock Showdown Podcast with your host, Wandy. I have a special treat for all of you here today. We have Brandon Leibowitz with us here this afternoon. Not only that, but we are coming live from Route 213 here at Sussex County Technical School in Sparta, New Jersey. And we have Brandy, Brian, Gavin, and Alliston, my students in the e-commerce program. Uh, Gavin is the sophomore in the program. We have Alliston, a junior in the program, and both Brian and Brandy, uh, seniors in the program. So they are counting down the days, uh, 14 days until they uh, graduate high school and, and they move on to the collegiate level. Uh, but uh, Brandon, I was really intrigued by your bio here that you're a, a specialist and, and um, have a background in what's called SEO, uh, search engine optimization. Um, but before we get into what all that means, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, no. Go ahead, Holly, Brandon. My name is Brandon Leibowitz. I've been involved with digital marketing since 2007. I got my degree from Cal State Long Beach in business marketing. And after I graduated from school, got my first job doing, just kind of fell into digital marketing, wasn't planning on it. And the company I worked for, we didn't really know much about SEO. They wanted me to do SEO. I didn't know much about SEO. They didn't know much about SEO. And they said, that's fine. We're taking like classes and workshops and kind of learn with you. So did that in 2007, just kind of realized that probably everyone's going to have a website in the future and probably just stick with this SEO because it's a way to get free traffic and why spend money on Facebook ads or Google ads or all these, all these other platforms which work, but if you can get up there for free, that's going to be the best long-term and that's how I've been focused on over the years. All right. Um, now, where, where did you go to school? I went to Cal State Long Beach. Okay. So you're out there on the West Coast. Um, what, um, I mean, my students are going to have, uh, have some questions for you, but can you explain exactly in like layman's terms, what is search engine optimization? SEO is ranking websites on Google. So optimizing your website for the different search engines, which really just means Google. And whenever you search on Google, there's ads at the top, but right below the ads, is the organic, the free listings. And that's what SEO is all about, is getting your website in those 10 positions on that first page of Google and the free results. But nowadays, it's not just websites that show up there. Images appear. So if you have any images, you want to optimize those images. If you have any videos, you want to optimize those videos because those sometimes appear. If you're a local business, you want to get in Google Maps and just try to take up as much free real estate as possible on that first page of Google without spending money on ads. What percent of people actually scroll past page one? Is there a number for that? Maybe like 5% of the people. It just depends on what you're searching. If you're searching for like a SKU number, like if you need to do battery for your whatever, like you need a really specific battery number or model number, then you might go on page two. But other than that, I mean, you got to think about when's the last time you went to page two or even scroll down to the very bottom. Not many people do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't remember the last time I went to page two. So, um, do you guys have any questions for Brandon? I'm gonna, I mean, I can keep going, but I'll, I'll have a few things shortly. Um, all right. So now, uh, Brandon, you said like other things show up. When did that start to happen with like having images show up? Because I mean, again, if memory serves me like for a long period of time, 
It was just, again, website after website after website. When did that integration of, like, images begin to show up on, on, on Google in particular? Sure, exactly. Maybe 10, 20 years ago, possibly somewhere around there, but not 100% sure. I know the videos probably started showing maybe 10 years ago because Google popped YouTube recently. So they weren't pushing video as much, but now that they own YouTube, they're pushing that as much as they can because people want visual content. People don't want to read a blog post, read an article. So visualization is the best if you can create video content, which everyone's doing nowadays, but that will be the best long-term. Now, um, because there's other platforms, I guess, to, to do searches upon, obviously Google is, is the best one or the most obviously comfortable that people use. But like you can, um, you know, do different searches with like Instagram and, and, and Facebook and all these other social media platforms. How, how can I guess you utilize SEO in these different social media platforms? Do you have any suggestions for that? The hashtags are the most important. Putting keywords as hashtags. But, um, okay. Yeah. So we were asking you, uh, Brandon, before we got cut off there, and I apologize for that. Is the the search engine optimization, I guess, on the social media platforms? Um, so can you elaborate a little bit upon that? Again, reiterating what you said before we got cut off there. Yeah, for social media, hashtags are really important. So finding keywords with hashtags in them. So not just putting any hashtag on your post, but trying to find targeted ones. So looking for words that are two more words. You just put the hashtag, like if you're selling shoes, you just put the hashtag shoes. It's really generic. Doesn't really have any intent behind it. It could mean a million different things. Like someone might want to like, where can I buy shoes or what are shoes or how do I make shoes or whatever it may be. There's no real intent behind it. But if you're selling like women's high heels, maybe put like women's high heels as a hashtag. Less people are going to be using it, but the people looking at it are probably more interested in your product or service. So finding these long tail hashtags or hashtags that are two or more words, the more words that are in it, the less people are using it, but the more targeted it becomes. But that would be one big thing is just putting those hashtags and trying to put keywords in the content of the status update that you're doing. That will help out. Okay. You have videos, you can subscribe the videos because these platforms can't really read videos yet. So the description is really important, like having text, like all the platforms, everything, Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, they all need text. They can't really read images or videos yet, but they can read your text. So the text is the most important. Now, I, I, I've recently gotten started with this platform that I run called Stock Showdown, and it's been going on for about a year or so. And I find it, very time consuming to to cater, you know, my posts and, and, and make, like you said, make sure you got all right, the right tags, the right hashtags. Um, that it, it's it's a lot of work. How how can one simplify that? Or is there a way to? I guess is there a way to simplify the cumbersomeness of doing posts repeatedly? Do you have any suggestions on how I guess to make it? Not so time consuming because that's one yeah, of my automate Yeah, social, you automate everything. Social media, otherwise, it becomes a big waste of time. Social media, you got to automate it all. Got to schedule everything out using like Hootsuite or Buffer because if you're going in every single day posting on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, it becomes a big waste of time. And also, 
try to cross promote everything. So pick one like central platform where you know your audience is at. That's the biggest thing is you got to be where your audience is at. You don't want to be on everything, but got to know who your audience is and what platform they're on. Pick that platform and use that one as your like main central hub. And from that one, you post on that one and let it auto post to everything else. So let's say like Instagram is your main one. You post on Instagram. From Instagram, you use, it's called Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R. I've heard of Zapier, probably one of the best free tools I've ever found. It saves me hundreds of hours every single week of work where I post on Instagram, it'll automatically post to Facebook, to Twitter, to YouTube, to Pinterest, to LinkedIn, to my website, to Reddit, to everywhere. So you post on Instagram one time and it goes to 10 or more different places all at once. Sometimes you have to clean it up. doesn't always cross promote properly, but with social, I don't really care too much. Like I have a skateboarding page and it grew to a couple hundred thousand followers on Instagram. And I've never really logged into Facebook, but by me having Instagram auto post to Facebook, it grew to 50,000 likes by me auto posting from Instagram to YouTube. I got 17,000 subscribers without me ever really posting manually on there. So automating everything and then just really focusing on who your audience is and where they are. Otherwise you're going to be posting way too frequently and it's going to be a, becomes a big waste of time, social media, if not done properly, but automate it all. The social automate everything. And that was um, your favorite tool is Zap, Zapier, right? Is that what you said? Zapier and then like Hootsuite or Buffer or any of these like schedule gram, anything to schedule out. So I'll just sit there like for Twitter. I'll schedule out all my tweets for that entire year using like uh, Hootsuite. Takes like a couple hours on like the first week of the year. I'll spend like four hours just scheduling out all my tweets and then I never have to worry about Twitter. Instagram, I try to schedule out all my Instagram posts a month ahead of time. That way I don't have to log into Instagram. And then all you have to do is log into Instagram and just check for notifications or like right. direct messages or comments and things like that. Same with TikTok. You can automate all that stuff. Like you can make TikTok auto post to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, because you never know who your audience is or where your audience is at. And also you don't want to just focus on one thing. Like if you're just only focused on TikTok and then all of a sudden TikTok just disappears, then you're kind of out of luck. Like if you just focused only on like MySpace or Facebook, <laughs> you'd be kind of like out of luck now because they're not that popular. People still use it, but they're not as popular as Instagram, TikTok, or all these other platforms. So kind of diversify too and really don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket because you never know what's going to happen or they could kick you off and then you're just out of luck there too. That's why having your own website is the best because you own that. Everything else is just renting space. Facebook owns all your content. Instagram all, owns all that content. TikTok owns all that content. YouTube all, owns all that content. YouTube will give you some money at least. They'll give you like a dollar for every thousand views, but that doesn't really pay the bills. No. <laughs> So then, like, how how does one like increase the traffic on a on a, on the platform YouTube? What are your suggestions there? Do you suggest using like the hashtags on YouTube, or what is your strategy for trying to increase traffic on YouTube? Do you have any particular strategies with that one? The title of the video, or whatever you're doing, title of videos, podcasts, articles, blogs, whatever. The title is the most important. Putting as many keywords as possible without repeating yourself. You have about like 60 characters for the title. You do like short clickbaity ones, but if you're trying to get that free traffic, you want to put more keywords in there. You want to try to put as many keywords as possible without repeating yourself. But the main thing is really transcribe that video. If you get to have transcripts, like transcribe that video or timestamp it because YouTube can't really read videos. You could upload a video to YouTube and it'll try to do the um, 
closed captions for you, but it's not going to do them perfectly. So you have to really put that text in that description. That's probably the most important thing. Also sharing the video, the more places you share the video, it's better. So if you're on YouTube and the like the bottom, right, it says share. And then you click on that share and it'll say share on Facebook, Twitter, all these places, but it'll say embed. If you take that embed code and embed that on your website, that really boosts you up. The more websites that embed your video, the more trust Google or YouTube will give you and the higher they're gonna rank you. That's one really, really big part of it is embeds, but it's tough to get other websites to embed your video, like who wants to embed a video, but if you have your own website, you embed all your videos on your own website, that's gonna help out a lot. So I, again, to, to, I guess piggyback off of that, I've been doing a lot of different videos or even my podcast. My podcast, I end up posting to YouTube. So are you suggesting to take those podcasts and just embed them on the website? Is that, is that your recommendation? Yep, definitely. Embed them, transcribe that podcast or timestamp it. It's a long form one. Have the timestamps because those become like chapters, but that's text. Google, YouTube, all these platforms can't understand videos yet, so they need that text. They need you to really transcribe it for now. Okay. Do you guys have questions for our guests? Uh, what are your thoughts on like TikTok for like promotion? Because like if you like to share different things, TikTok is kind of like I guess for my generation, it's like kind of the way to promote like other things like that. Did you hear that, Brandon? Uh, I heard the beginning, like to share on TikTok, but yeah, I guess missed the your, end. What is your take on promoting something via TikTok? I guess in in this day and age. Yeah, no, TikTok is definitely growing very, very quickly. But the main thing is, who is your audience? If they're on TikTok, then you gotta be there. Like if you're promoting, like if you're a dentist or like a doctor or a lawyer, you gotta think like, are people gonna be going on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or TikTok? Probably not, they're probably gonna go on Google or Yelp to find you. Then they're gonna check social media to make sure like you're a real person, that you're a business, see reviews and all that stuff. But TikTok works more for like products, like if you're selling a physical product. Social media works a little bit better, but again, it's not one size fits all. It all depends on your audience. So if your audience is there, great, promote it on TikTok. But if not, chat. main thing is like step back, put yourself in the user's point of view. If you're looking for your product or service or what you're doing, where would you go? That's the main thing is try to be where you where you would go to look for your stuff. Thank you, Mr. Lewis. He's got to get to class here shortly, so I'm glad he uh, led with the questions. Um, questions. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. So what would be your best piece of advice for a small business? Best piece of advice for a small business owner um, to grow their business? I would say SEO is probably my favorite way, getting that free traffic. And one thing with SEO is with your website, you need content. The more content or text you have on each page of your website, the easier it is for Google and search engines to read that page. Like if you're the e-commerce website and all you have is images of your products, Google can't really read the images. They can read the file name of the image, but that's it. They need text. They need about 400 words of content on each page. I know I keep repeating myself about content, but it really does come down to content. The more text, the easier it is, and that's on every single page on the website. But the biggest thing really is email. Not many people collect or talk about email marketing, but email marketing is by far the most effective. I mean, look at how much spam you still get in your inbox every single day. It's because 
email works is just trying to collect those email addresses is tough. But if you could do something to collect emails and have some incentive to get those email addresses from people, that is going to be the best. If you could give them like a discount, if you're an e-commerce website, say like here's 10% off for your first purchase or if you're a service-based business, you could say, I'll give you like a free consultation or a free ebook that they could download. But somehow if you get those email addresses, that is going to be the best because email, you send out an email to 10,000 people, all 10,000 people get it. You send out a post on Instagram, you post on Instagram, you might get 30% of the people that see your post without you having to boost it up and spend money to show it to the rest of your audience. I think Facebook is 5% your audience. So if you post on Facebook, only five out of a hundred people that like your page will ever see what you post. So reach is really low, but with email, that's yours. You have full control and you could send out those emails anytime and reach a big audience. If you have that network, just don't buy emails. That's where it gets a little shady and not most ethical, but collecting them on your own website is going to be really powerful. So I guess just like have have something on your website that says like join, I guess if it was join our mailing list or something like that, or sign up and subscribe. Something like that, but then you got to put yourself in the user point of view. If you go to a website that says join my mailing list, you're like, no, I'm never going to join your mailing list. You got to give them something for free. Give them like, they have to have some value out of it. So join my mailing list and get 10% off your first purchase or join my mailing list and get access to this ebook with seven golden tips I never share with anybody or something like that, where it's all that like kind of hype stuff, but it'll be like a pop-up that pops up on the website. So if you're on the website for like 30 seconds, then you have a pop-up appear. You don't want it to appear right away because that's a little obtrusive and annoying. People don't care about who you are right away. But if they put on your website for 30 seconds, they've been browsing around, they're kind of interested. And then you have that pop-up, try to collect that email address because email is the best. And just have it a simple form to say email address. Don't ask for the name. The more fields you have, the less likely someone's going to fill it out. If they have to put their name and the email, you're probably going to lose like 30% of those people just because people don't want to fill out stuff, especially on mobile too. Mobile, nobody wants to fill out a long form. So less is better. Minimal is better. Just collect the bare minimum. Once you get their email addresses, then you can send up a follow email saying like, thank you so much for joining. Can you tell me your name or all the other information that you'd want to collect from them? But initially just get the email. That's all you care about. Less is better. Good. Thanks for your question. Yeah. Ellison or Brandy, you have any questions for uh, our guests? What was the biggest company if you ever had like a really large company that you've um, ever used digital marketing for? Like any big name companies you have, or you just do small, medium size? No, no, no. Uh, I've worked with some big ones. So I've worked with like some casinos and worked with like some car insurance companies, like one of the top three car insurance companies in the country and would watch them spending. Like it was kind of interesting because. I worked at a advertising agencies and I would see the paid search team like running Google ads for this car insurance company. They'd be spending $20 million a month on Google ads, only Google ads. And that was a medium sized advertiser to Google where they would get a one hour phone call once a month. I mean, Google makes so much money. Amazon spends like a million dollars a day on ads. eBay spends a million dollars a day on ads. It's kind of crazy how much Google makes and just runs everything. But with that, see, I've worked on a couple of fortune 100 companies. I don't think I could tell their names, but definitely one of the bigger casinos in Vegas and one of the bigger insurance companies in the United States. 
a lot of money per day. <laughs> uh, a lot of money that Google's making, and that's just one advertiser. They have right hundreds of thousands of people spending money every single day, millions probably. It's, it's they're just raking. Yeah, it's just hard to fathom how much money that they actually generate in that. So, um, you have any questions? So, um, I guess when you first get started. But I go back to Brian's question. You know, if you're if you're a small business and you're and you're first getting started, you want to you know optimize your search and, and be out there on the web and, and get started that way. Going back to the very beginning, what platforms do you suggest using just to even build a website and get started with that? What are your recommendations with that? That would do. I mean, it doesn't matter nowadays, but for the most part, WordPress is a good one. It's free. Half the internet is built on WordPress and it's free. It's really SEO friendly. So I like that. If you're doing e-commerce, you could do Shopify, but WordPress will do e-commerce for free. Shopify, you have to pay, I think like $60 a month or something, which is okay. It makes it a little bit more user-friendly, but with WordPress, you install plugins like WooCommerce and it'll make it an e-commerce website for free. You don't have to pay or Squarespace and Wix are okay, but I prefer WordPress if you had to choose. It's free and, and over half the internet is built on it, which makes it easy. So I'm sorry, half the internet uses WordPress to build their websites? Yeah. So that's comforting to know. <laughs> yeah, big, big corporations will use WordPress, like big, big websites that you wouldn't think are on WordPress, but they are on WordPress just because you can do almost anything with WordPress. And then as far as like, I guess, like tracking the traffic, and any sort of statistics that you want to, that, it, you know, are you interested in, would that all be integrated into WordPress on the back end? How does that work? No, you need to install, I mean, they might show you some basic analytics, but you need to install Google Analytics. Google Analytics is a free tool from Google that will show you too much information. It's like information overload, but the more data, the better. So Google Analytics is a sign up, create a little, create an account, they'll give you a little tracking code. You put that tracking code on your website just to verify that you own the website. Otherwise, you'll be getting data from anywhere. But it only takes like 10, 20 minutes to install that tracking code. So if you're on WordPress, you can just go to Google, how to install Google Analytics for WordPress. Or if you're on Squarespace, how to install Google Analytics for Squarespace. It should take more than 20, 30 minutes max. And once it's installed, it's there forever. And I always tell people, do it sooner than later. If you install Google Analytics next month, you're not getting any of this past month's data. It only starts tracking once you put that little code on your website, but it's free. And that one, I just click around with everything. People kind of get overwhelmed. There's so much information on Google Analytics. It'll tell you like what city you're in. It'll tell you how long you've been on the page. It tells you how many people came to your website and left immediately, which is a good one for like, if you're running Facebook ads or any ads, they're not going to show you how many people came to your website and left. They'll show you how many people came to your website. But they don't tell you how many people left immediately, which usually, I mean, about half the traffic will come to your website and leave. It's called the bounce rate. But I've seen before where people are spending thousands of dollars on Facebook ads every single day. And they're like, I'm not getting any sales. And I look at this bounce rate in Google Analytics and 99% of the people that came to their website from Facebook left immediately. But Facebook's not going to tell you that because then you're going to be like, I'm not going to advertise on Facebook. <laughs> they don't want to tell you the full story. So they give you what they want you to see. Facebook, Instagram, all these platforms give you what they want you to see. They don't tell you the full story. You want the full story, Google Analytics is really going to tell you what happens when they get to your website. Because ultimately, social is just a way to drive traffic to your website. 
all this stuff really is just a way to drive traffic to your website because the website is really what you own. You get full control of that. Everything else, you just, like I said earlier, renting space or like Facebook, there's ads on Facebook. There's a lot of distractions on Instagram. There's notifications, TikTok. There's too many distractions. There's a lot of noise going on. So if they're on your page or your profile, it's easy to get lost and distracted and just forget about who you were looking at. And... All right. So I guess to, to kind of recap, based on what Brian's question is, as a small business getting started, one is having a good website through WordPress. Two is installing Google Analytics. Three, if this goes back to the very beginning of our conversation, you were saying automate everything. So the, the different things you suggested, and the one that, that I remember was Zapier. So you automate all your all your posts and everything. The bottom line is you're trying to get them from all the other channels that are out there to get them onto the website. Yeah, everything is just to drive that traffic to your website. So all those other sites are just third-party sites to help promote you. That's But really, you own the website and... I know you're doing e-commerce, so I really focus on WordPress and WooCommerce. It is a free way to do it. You can do Shopify if you want, but you have to pay for Shopify. And if you're looking for a template or a website theme, they're like $80. You buy it one time off this website. It's called ThemeForest, T-H-E-M-E, Forest, where I built all my websites. I mean, almost every business I work with, they buy their templates from this website for like $60, $80 one time, and it makes it look really professional. And then you just kind of plug and play. They'll like build the website for you, and then you just change the logo out to your logo, or you change the about us to your company information or the products that you're selling. You put your products up there, but really automates it all for you, or not, but helps save a lot of time. And anything to help save time is gonna be better, unless you wanna learn how to build websites. But <laughs> nowadays with all these platforms, you don't need to do that, and you don't really need to hire a web developer. You could if you want, but with ThemeForest and WordPress, it's a little bit of a learning curve, but once you get it, you'll be good. And then you can also sell that as a service, too. Like, you go post on Craigslist or tell friends and family, like, hey, I can build you a website now for whatever you want to charge them, 1000 2000 Because once you build one, it's just the same thing over and over again. It's just changing out the logos and the text to reflect whatever business that you're promoting or building it for. Thank you. Great advice, Brandon. Thank you very much. Um, I guess if there's no further questions from my students, are there any final parting words, Brandon? Any pieces of advice that you can give to like high schoolers growing up right now and then maybe looking into this particular field of SEO? Do you have any advice? Well, with SEO or digital, it's all about patience. Nothing really just happens overnight. Stuff sometimes goes viral, but if you're really trying to build a brand and the business, it takes a lot of time. And patience like with seo it takes about six months to rank a website on google just because google doesn't trust you so don't get discouraged if you're not seeing results or traction and it all takes time sometimes years to build it up but also if you're doing e-commerce i'll try to find something that's more niche like if you're just trying to sell like tennis shoes something really generic the way it works is like with seo or digital marketing you're competing against whoever's on that first page of google so if you're selling like tennis shoes and you just type into Google, tennis shoes, whoever's on that first page of Google, that is your competition. So you might be competing as like Nordstrom's and Target and Costco and Walmart and Amazon. And if that's your competition, you could get there eventually, but you have to be realistic. They probably have a team of people doing that SEO and it's gonna be tough. So finding something really unique, that's the best way to really break in. It's tough, but if you just spend the time doing keyword research, that's also a big part is the Google Keyword Planner, it's a free tool from Google. 
I'll show you how many people actually search for your keyword every single month. Like for myself, I do SEO classes. SEO classes, I think it's like a thousand people that search for it a month. But if I do SEO training, I think it gets like 20,000 people that search for it a month. So finding synonyms or plurals or variations of your keywords that you probably would have never thought of is going to really help out because you don't want to just put keywords on your website. You want to really find high search on keywords, but also the Google keyword planner, you put one keyword in there, it's going to give you a list of a thousand other keywords. So it gives you ideas of maybe I should use this more long tail keyword where it's like five words. So finding something more niche and just trying to find something that will stand out and let you differentiate yourself against all the millions of websites out there. And it's doable. It just takes time to find that unique thing, but you keep working at it and you'll see that traction with digital marketing. You don't really need to go to like official college. I mean, I don't know if they have schools for digital marketing. When I went to school, they really have any classes for digital marketing. There's like general assembly. It's like a third party college kind of thing where I teach there as well. And they do classes about digital marketing, but the way to really learn is just by reading up, going to classes, workshops, reading blogs, but just make sure whatever you read is from like a couple of years ago. If you're reading something from five, 10 years ago, might still be true, but it might be outdated. So whatever you're reading, just, and also just take it with a grain of salt. You never know what works or what doesn't work until you try it out, test it out, but definitely read, watch videos, come to podcasts or come to classes. Like I do a lot of free classes. I know general, general assembly does a lot of free classes as well. And they're all online right now. So if you want to learn more about social media or email marketing or affiliate marketing or how to build a website, all that stuff they'll teach for free for the most part. Some of them are paid classes, but they do a lot of free workshops as well. But just keep working on it and be patient and you'll see that traction slowly growing over time. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Brandon. This is very enlightening. Uh, it definitely uh, helped me out personally and I think it's gonna help out our, our business program here. Uh, we run a virtual, uh, a virtual business in this program. That's like the culminating assignment for my juniors and seniors, so that will definitely help. I appreciate all the resources you were able to provide to us. Then definitely, and if they want to know more, I'd say go to YouTube, search my name, Brandon Leibowitz on YouTube, because I've been teaching classes for 10 years, maybe a little bit longer, but once COVID, everything happened, I just threw them all up online for free. So if you want to watch any of my classes, I put like 25 of them about like Google Analytics, Google Search Console, I want about Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, how to rank on Google Maps, how to do keyword research, how to do link building, how to do reputation. I put kind of like all my classes up there. So if they do want to learn more, I would just say go to YouTube, search my name, or if they do have questions in the future, happy to give some advice. If they want to reach out to me or email me, my email is brandon at seooptimizers.com. But yeah, if they do have any questions or if your students have any questions, I'm happy to try to dive in and help out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate your time uh, this afternoon, Brandon. So this is Brandon Leibowitz and yours truly, Randy, with the Stock Showdown podcast, signing off. God bless.